up, everybody? Welcome to the One Bad Dev Podcast. I am your host, Katie K. Wara, and it is week four of quarantine, baby. Holy smokes, y'all. I have been jamming to this song, Roses, for several days now, and I have really been digging it. If you are a TikTok fanatic, then you know this song from all the many renditions that have been done. And let me tell you, there are some that are so iconic that, like, I can't hardly stand it. I wish (laughs) that I could do some really fun TikTok videos. And all of the videos that I think are just so fun and that are funny to me, they are just, like, mediocre. (laughs) And so, not too humble to say that I suck on it. It's fine. It's the truth. But yeah. Hi, how are you? Cabin fever has totally taken a full swing considering I don't even know what day of the week it is half the freaking time. And not to mention, I have literally found every excuse within the house to have reasons to drink before 5 p.m. Yeah. Should I probably be saying that on... On the podcast, probably not. But yeah, it's the freaking truth. I have literally been drinking wine like it's water. And I have been drinking the cheap bottles of wine. I know the brands that give me um, that certain kind of buzz uh, based off of the amount of the consumption. And yeah, yeah, it's just, it's been so fun. Anyways, it is gorgeous, y'all, in Dallas as... It's just been a beautiful weekend. I hope everyone had a wonderful Easter Sunday. Um, Little shout out to my southern states. I am saying lots of prayers for y'all who were affected by the tornadoes. Um, I hope everyone is staying safe from all the craziness. And I hope that y'all are taking this time to really own in on your life and to have some perspective on it as to handle the craziness and to be more positive. Um, As week one, I was so not positive. I was scared shitless out of my mind. And now that we're in week four, I have been going on walks. I've been able to watch what I'm eating. Um, I've been able to some, do some DIY projects such as like the baby's nursery. That's looking so freaking cute. Oh my gosh. Doing some home projects. I even had the time to clean out my kitchen cupboards y'all that have been jonesing to do for quite some time. Yeah. Utilizing that time, you know, um, even like taking some, um, like knocking off some of my bucket list as I have been watching Star Wars, like never thought I would actually be able to do it, but literally had to use most of my brain to be able to understand what was actually going on. So yeah, there's that (laughs) for today's episode, y'all. I know that many of y'all are planning a wedding and you're doing postponement arrangements of your wedding and Some of your brides are planning entirely new weddings. Um, There have been some money that has been lost from the first wedding because of deposits from your vendors that are now not available on your wedding date. 
there's also travel plans that couldn't get refunded and there is some really low blows. And so I'm going to give you some super helpful tips to help maintain a quote unquote budget friendly wedding. So yeah, listen up as you enjoy the sweet little things. Alright, sister. So first of all, congratulations on your engagement. Yeah, I am sending you all the wedding bliss of cocktails, diamonds, flowers, and all the fine china your way, girlfriend. Now, this is a moment that you have been preparing for. You have been keeping your secret Pinterest board like tucked away and you're waiting for that moment to come up when you got that ring on your finger and well bam it is time hit that share button make that shit go public and let people see what you have for your big day okay yeah so listen up y'all i know that this is a very hard time with planning your wedding and i understand that it's a very unknown time and it's a very drastic time for these measures and i get it but today i am wanting to share with you all the tips and tricks that you can try to help with saving money and some people may be planning their wedding some of y'all may be planning a whole new wedding or just trying to help with the postponements of saving money where you can. Sister, I get that. And this episode is totally for you. So back to Pinterest because it's totally in my jam. When you are planning your wedding, use your Pinterest to help you with envisioning and making what you've had in your head come up in your, in your Pinterest board. And let me tell you, I love when clients send me their Pinterest boards so that way I know how to make their vision come to life. It keeps things organized. It's able to express to the client that everything that they have in their board, they may have a little bit of everything from like rustic to chic, vintage, modern, regal vibes. Yeah, now is the time to clean that up. Now is the time where you can take the time to really envision your wedding day and get the logistics of the numbers and let your Pinterest board be the vision board to your wedding. Holy freaking smokes. Okay, keep all of your ideas and colors to be very cohesive for the big day. And now to still create the elaborate dramatic wedding that lets you not break the bank. So here are my five tips. I have five tips, and there is some pretty long explanations for these, and I'm sorry, but this is how we're going to do it. Okay. First of all, umero, um, numero freaking uno, holy smokes, <laughs> can't talk today. Okay. As I said before, and will always say, know your wedding budget. This is the absolute maximum of what you are willing to pay for the entire wedding. Trust. I understand that it is completely uncomfortable to talk about your happily ever after with a fine tooth comb of items that you may or may not have. Trust me. I get it. I deal with it all the time. 
Now, this is the time whenever you are going over your budget is to talk about the non-negotiables. That flower petal cannon after you say your I do's. The cold flame during the first dances. Maroon freaking five singing sugar for you to cut your cake cutting. Yeah, these are items that could be non-negotiable, whether it be super bougie or really freaking practical. But make your point clear that you will not give up on these. Make sure, please, that you, whenever you are doing your budgets, research and give accurate projections of how much your non-negotiables are going to cost so that your remaining budget can be forecasted with all the other remaining vendors. Yeah, it's, it sounds so easy, right? right? Well, everyone has a different dream. And if you plan on having any of these things, it's now the time to really talk about it. <laughs> there was your tip one. Tip number two. Now that you've had those really hard, heart-to-heart <laughs> conversations of what your budget is really going to be looking like and you have a better breakdown of how much you can start spending for each vendor, now's the time to start hiring. With the pandemic, y'all, lots and lots of dates for 2020 are getting booked up very quickly. And those vendors are really wanting to make profits from their losses. And they want to be able to keep booking the remainder of 2020. With this set, <laughs> the vendors are going to work diligently with the happy couples and being able to potentially negotiate on the pricing. So here's what I mean. They are doing percentages off services to help with fulfilling their calendars. They are also doing, upon booking, if you put a certain amount down, they will take a certain amount off. Utilize that time to help everyone and to help support locals and support small businesses on to fulfill this. Now, does this mean that you haggle them on the price? No, but it never hurts to ask. The worst thing that they can say is no, but at least you tried, right? Now be reasonable. If you are asking them, hey, I really want you to be a part of my day, but sis, I really need help on this pricing. Make sure that you're being reasonable within your price request and to be honest. Now, if you are having a hard time finding your quote-unquote budget-friendly vendors, um, don't look on the knot and don't look on Wedding Wire, okay? Go on to Facebook groups. And some of my go-tos that I love are the North Texas Bridal Network, Brides of North Texas, Dallas Girl Gang. These are... Facebook groups that I send inquiries to often whenever I have a bride who's looking for a particular request that I am just not finding on my regular platforms. So when you are doing your requests and you're doing your inquiries, be upfront and honest. Again, say, hey, sis, you know what? I'm getting married on this date. I'm wanting to get 
this person to hire and I'm needing them at this cost. People typically respond instantly with recommendations and they will say, hey, this person was awesome. They totally meet within your budget requirements. And nine times out of 10, you that vendor is going to be like, hey, sis, I'm about to, uh, is it okay for me to DM you? And you can research beforehand and say, oh yeah, I want to know more information. And it's cool. Like it's easy freaking peasy. Okay. It's pain free. Okay. Uh, third tip. And I just, I think that people may get a little pissy when it comes to this, but when you have got your venue and you got the catering company and you have a better forecast of your pricing for each of your vendors, now is the time to start with your guest list. Y'all, your guest list is super freaking crucial and this is why a lot of people reference Bridezilla's because of how important this is. This depicts everything on how much you're going to pay in regards to catering, linen, chair, table rentals, bar, and invitations. Each guest is an additional expense. Yeah, I said it. I, I really did. Be realistic on who you want there. Please, for the love of God, do not invite fourth cousin twice removed that you met that one time back at band camp. No, they don't get to have the luxury of you potentially paying a $200 gift of seeing the happiest day of your life. Show them pictures at the next family reunion that is like four years from now and just be done. I know this sounds wicked harsh and trust me, I get it, but I have seen one too many times where my happy couple expects a 250 guest count and only 175 show. Ridiculous, y'all. When this happens, there's lots of times where it's thousands that have been dealt because people were being super reckless on the, the RSVP counts. It is so important. So much money was wasted and now there is leftover food and alcohol that is up to your eyeballs and money that is gone now. And it could have been used for another expense. So when you are inviting your people, please be courteous and realistic of who you want to participate at your wedding. Okay, fourth tip, y'all, I'm telling you like, my tips of advice aren't really that hard to come by. It's just being more like honest and realistic with yourself on these expectations. Yeah. Okay. Now your budget is starting to get smaller and smaller and you feel the blood boiling inside of you and you're trying to figure out how to cut your costs. Okay. What does everybody have more time of these days? Ha! Everyone has enough time to do pretty much anything. So some items that you know you can do 
and you don't have enough of budget to pay extra for you to not do it, then DIY this shit. I get it, sister friend. Etsy is your go-to, and I understand that these items that you're wanting to buy on there is helping with time management and you're paying for the convenience of not wasting your time and you're also wanting to to support small businesses hashtag support local but the small detail items that are super tedious like party favors or table numbers maybe you're needing to create that shutterfly guest book and doing aisle markers wedding programs addressing those wedding invitations okay now is the time to do it at this point you're needing to save so much money and time is really infinite these days (laughs) okay fifth and final i love it fifth and final and i know that this is probably going to sound a little sketch but hear me out Family members are very generous when it comes to weddings. And when your family and friends ask you what you're wanting and they are literally like have their arms wide open and they're wanting to help contribute, ask them if they would be open to having their gift be in wedding services. Now, this can mean that they help pay for a vendor you are wanting to hire, or it can mean that they are the ones who are going to be the vendor to execute what you are needing. So yes, you can let Grandma Hilda pay for your photographer, videographer, or even potentially your catering. She can help pay for those darn wedding invitations that are costing you a pretty penny. If they are asking you of what you are needing help with, be honest and tell them. One person doesn't have to pay for the entire vendor. If others are asking you, hey, what can I do to help you? and they haven't bought you a gift, ask others to help if CC can help contribute to a certain portion of what Grandma Hilda can't pay for. It's not mooching if they are offering. Now, with the wedding industry being super saturated, I know... (laughs) There is a lot of really talented individuals who are in and are wanting to get into the events industry. I also know that people ask friends and family members to do certain tasks such as like event coordination, DJ, photography, videography, literally any of it. And the expectations of their friends who aren't wedding professionals They are expected to give just as high quality as a wedding professional would. Let me tell you, this will, and I am so honest to a T, y'all, but this will lead to more disappointment. It's not over-exaggerating. It's the God-honest truth. Now, let me give you an example 
of how this happened. So I had a client who was wanting to save money on the wedding cake. And they had a friend from her church do a three-tiered white wedding cake. Y'all. It was supposed to be very simple with whipped buttercream frosting, utilizing real flowers as decorations. There wasn't much to it from the expectation side. It was a very realistic vision of what they were wanting for someone that isn't a professional in this. And (laughs) the reality of this family friend from the church She ran about an hour and a half late. (laughs) And when I went to go introduce myself, she had a lot of this painting kit with her to help with these fondant pieces (laughs) that you find at Hobby Lobby. And I was rather confused because I, I was like, um... Did 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 they decide on this? Like that this was that they wanted this extras to it? And she goes, Oh yeah, like we already talked about it, like it was totally fine. I'm like, okay, cool, no big deal. And so <laughs> I come back, she's still decorating this monstrosity of a cake. <clears throat> and when <laughs> whenever I came back. Uh, during, after the ceremony, she was still there during cocktail hour (laughs) and no one knew when she had left. Like it was about to be dinner time and the mother of the bride who was absolutely so freaking sweet came up to me, this very petite lady, beautiful lady. And she goes, this cake is fucking hideous and she was like this isn't what we had asked for and this is not your fault (laughs) but how can we how can we fix this error (laughs) and I was like okay yeah um perfect but the the mother of the bride was wicked pissed and it was horrific, and thankfully, we were able to have enough time to fix this mess from the non-professional friend and vendor that was created. It was able to be fine, but the expectation that people have for their non-professional vent vendors do not... Do not have the high expectation that they're going to provide an awesome service. Even though that they are budget friendly for your budget, (laughs) doesn't mean that they are wedding professional. They're doing it probably because they love you. I have heard so many stories like this in the past. I mean, people that are wanting to become event coordinators and to get started they help with a family friend and then the expectation that they have that saying shit this is really freaking hard and they're having to make sure that everything is going on time and they're like screw this shit I want to be able to go have a drink and get buzzed up and dance yeah that's probably not the person that you want to have for it so 
yes, if you want to do it, just know that there is going to be a different side of expectations of what the reality is actually going to be happening, okay? Yeah. So take what you will from this episode, but I find that breaking this down, being honest to a fault, truly helps my clients to not feel so stressed. And if you haven't already hit that like and subscribe button on your podcast platform, follow me on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at OneFatDove, that is O-N-E-F-A-T-D-O-V-E, and tune in for future episodes as we go along in this journey of quarantine. So yeah, I am literally about to make this Cab Lemonade Vodka Wine Cocktail because, I mean, why freaking not? So y'all, please stay safe, stay quarantined, and stay positive. Love you guys. Bye.